Welcome to Not Another Runner podcast, a running and health related podcast created by a run of the mill, yes, pun intended, everyday runner. Join me for all things running, health and well-being related, for the highs and lows of life, training and chasing goals. This podcast is designed to keep you motivated and enthusiastic on your journey to health and happiness. Every time I run, I discover something new about me and about life, be it a reason why I run or a discovery of myself. I genuinely find gratitude through running. I am able to stay healthy and fit through the execution of my passion, but furthermore, I am able to achieve peace, presence, growth and discovery. And I love to hear all your stories on how running has changed your lives and what it's brought to you. I want to connect like-minded people through the power of podcast. Hello and welcome back to Not Another Runner podcast. Today's guest is a fellow podcast host, Darren Kirby, otherwise known as the Fitter Healthier Dad. Darren is a triathlete and Ironman and has lost 28 kilogram himself and has gone through his own transformation. From struggling to run on the treadmill and swimming to qualifying in the Ironman World Championships at Kona, We talk about how living a fitter and healthier lifestyle can and should be much more simple than we are often led to believe. Darren talks about his fitness and weight loss journey and how much he has gained since beginning that journey. And Darren talks to us today about how he has set himself a mission, and it is a massive mission, in helping one million dads improve their nutrition and fitness. Darren is a father of two and has educated himself in nutrition and exercise, and his purpose now is to help others. We spoke about so many great things in this chat and things that I think will be beneficial for myself moving forward and for us all here to remember, including the importance of simplicity and not overcomplicating things when it comes to diet and fitness, being flexible and the power of adapting or changing, patience and making a healthier and fitter lifestyle both consistent and sustainable why having your why is so important with achieving a goal and how mindset and visualization is also important with working towards a goal. Darren tells us how we can take advantage of a situation and this includes adapting and making the most of our current situations. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I enjoyed being able to sit down with Darren and talk to him all about his transformation and how he is so passionate in helping others. Please let myself and Darren know if you're listening right now, take a screenshot, share it online on social and tag both myself and Fitter Healthier Dad and let us know that you're listening. Hello and welcome to the Not Another Runner podcast, Darren. How are you doing? I'm very well, Natalie. How are you? Yeah, really good, actually. Um, Today's a really good day. I would say I'm even an 8 out of 10, so that's really, really good. That is good. Yeah. What would you say your wellbeing index is? I would say today, because I've just been for a swim, it's definitely a 9 out of 10. That's Well, that's really good. We're going to have a good chat then, that means. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That does help. That does help. Right, so for the listeners today then, Darren, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and how was it that you started running? Yeah, so um, my name's Darren Kirby. I am 47 years old and um, I basically uh, had a big kind of shift uh, about eight years ago now. And... 
it was a kind of a pivotal pivotal moment, I guess. Um, I was about 39 years old and I'd been going to the gym for about 15 years, um, doing the standard thing three times a week, an hour in the gym doing weights. And I had, at the time I was working in the city of London um, in a hedge fund and I was working on a project at the time and uh, the, the company that we were working with had a charity thing that they were doing and it was they were going to do a triathlon at Blenheim Palace, which is quite um, a significant triathlon. It's quite a large, very well organized. And they gave me the opportunity to enter into it. And for whatever reason, time gone by, I'd always said I'd like to do one. So with that said, you know, I um, jumped with both feet in and said, yeah, you know, I go to the gym, I'm fit and healthy. I'll, yeah, I'll, absolutely. I will um, take part. And then I started to train for it. And that's when had this grim realization that I was actually very unfit and extremely overweight, which is more the important thing. Uh, and so in, in training for it, for example, um, I could do 5k, you know, I used to do these city 5k runs and I was about a 30 minute 5k runner. Um, and so I jumped on the treadmill as I did, um, over lunchtime and, you know, within about five to seven minutes, I'd have to stop because I'd have like this burning sensation in my chest. Now I'm asthmatic and um, I thought that that was because of my asthma and actually it wasn't. It was because I, from a running perspective, I was very unfit. So kind of fast forward a little bit, I uh, started to to kind of understand, started to go on the internet and understand training and exercise and fitness and what it takes to run and what it takes to run faster as well. And the kind of the biggest kind of wake up call was for me was if you want to run faster you don't just go out running you have to do lots of other things and it despite you know uh me doing that I still was struggling so I used to work on Baker Street and at the top of Baker Street is Regent's Park so over lunchtime put my running gear on try trundle up up to Regent's Park and then kind of run around their running track there but I couldn't even get halfway to, to, to the Regent's Park running track with ha without having to stop, you know, probably K, 2Ks maybe. Um, and coupled with, you know, researching um, running uh, and realizing that I needed to, to do some, start doing some interval running, I needed to do some strength training. Um, I started to kind of go down that path. But as I started to go down that path, um, the other, the, there was another realization and that was you can't outrun a bad diet. Now, if, if anyone listening to this has kind of got into nutrition and got into fitness, this is a kind of a mantra that everybody, everybody kind of sells, but that is so true. You cannot outrun a bad diet. You know, it's 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. And then when I put that together with my running training for triathlon, things started to change dramatically so much so that people would start to comment on my weight loss and I wasn't at that point I wasn't actively um, trying to lose weight I was always of the opinion that you don't need to diet diets are nonsense and in some respects I'm a little bit like that but but weight started to fall off off of me dramatically um, and I then started to feel better my state of mind would be better but I just want to emphasize the fact that I never ever wanted to really go running but the thing what the thing that happened for me in doing that was that when I came back from a run 
like after I'd recovered, like half an hour later, I started to feel so much better in myself, not just from a fitness standpoint, but from a mental clarity standpoint and a, a kind of a, an alertness standpoint, a kind of cognitive ability, if you like. So, yeah, so that that was that was really the start of my um, running journey, so to speak. And what year was that, did you say, Darren? So that was, so where are we now? We're 2020. So it was around about 2013, 2012, 2013, when it um, all started. And when, obviously, when, when that started and you, you know, soon found yourself feeling a lot better, you know, cognitively better as well and more alert um, and the benefits that the exercise was giving you, when was it that you thought, I need to help others. Was that, did that come to you right away or has this been a process? Um... Yeah. So, so it's definitely been a process. So, you know, naturally when you start to change physically, people start to ask you what you're doing. And I had these bizarre situations where I'm going to hairdressers that I've been going into for years and years and years. And the woman behind the counter, her mum would say to me, what have you been doing? How come you've lost so much weight? And I would just kind of brush it off at the time. And then as people started to see me develop and change, they would suggest that I did something in this space. Now, for me, I don't ever want to do something if it doesn't, if it doesn't resonate with me, it doesn't sit right with me. So for years and years and years, I would bat it away and say, yeah, you know, that's fine, it's fine. But what started to happen was when I would do my winter run training in the gym, and I'd do my hill sprint sessions and things like that, spend a lot of time on the treadmill. And the treadmills with the gym that I used to go to were up on a platform. So you could see the whole gym. And what started, a pattern started to form where I would see these guys, similar ages to me, maybe a little bit older, go in the gym, working with personal trainers. And they would go in there week after week after week. And, you know, they would put their effort in, they would sweat, they would do all the things a PT would do with them but you would see that they actually wouldn't change. So their physical shape wouldn't change. And I was just like, this is just not right. Um, and I've had a few sessions with, with personal trainers, but the distinct thing for me, and it started to become a pattern, was that there was a missing part that no one was talking about, and that was nutrition. And so gradually, as I started to recognize this and realize this, it started to irritate me more and more and more. And, I would go home and I would say to my wife, this is just not right. You know, these people are putting tons of effort in, but you can see that they're not changing. And now I want to caveat this. You know, it could well be that the guys are going to the gym not intentionally wanting to change, but I would hazard a guess that 80% of them probably are. And so it got to about 2018 and I thought, right, this is, I've had enough of this. I'm going to do something about it because, you know, there's lots of guys. I used to see guys at my kids' school, guys at um, the boys' rugby matches or football matches, all dads like me. And and it's funny how you tune into the conversations that dads have. You know, they talk about the keto diet and they talk about other things. They talk about being fit. And I'm just kind of standing there sucking all this in and I'm not, not saying anything. Um, and I thought, you know what, actually I am going to do something. Um, but if I'm going to do it, I want to impact a significant number of people. Um, and the only way that I can realistically do that is by going online because I can I have a much wider reach because a lot of people said to me why don't you just set up a personal training business and I thought well yeah that's great but I've got a small reach if I do that 
Um, and so, yeah, that's how I came. So I think it was beginning in 2018. That's how I formed uh, Fitter, Healthier Dad, basically. So the, the mission, like you just said, you wanted to help a considerable amount of people. So that that almost came straight away, that mission, because your mission that you've set yourself, Darren, is not, it's nothing but small. It's, it's no. definitely, sorry, it's not a small mission. So if you want to tell us more about this mission that you have set yourself in hope to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, so so the way that I break it down is 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 kind of similar to training, I guess, and similar to Ironman and achieving things, and and that is if you look at it, there's seven billion people in the world, right? And so I thought, well, how many dads can I, can, you know, can I reach and can I help? And I thought, well, one million is a round number, you know, there's seventy about seventy million people in the UK, um, a large majority of those are parents. And so actually, when you break it down, it's not a massive number. It sounds a massive number. If you used to put a million people in one place, it's a hell of a lot of people. Um, but with being online, I don't believe that, you know, it's it's an it's a insurmountable number, really. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my goal. And, and ultimately, you know, that's the minimum amount of people that I want to um, impact. Um and, you know, people listening to this, you know, they've either got spouses, husbands, partners, or actually guys that listen to this, you know, I really, really want to emphasize, and this is my biggest gripe about this the fitness, health, nutrition, whatever you want to call it, is they make it unnecessarily complicated. And for dads, for parents, you know, life is tough enough as it is to try and run the household, keep a happy family and all the rest of it. And the last thing that you need is some flipping diet guru or, you know, six pack abs person telling you that you've got to eat a bland chicken breast and you've got to work out like an absolute flipping M&A fighter to, to kind of lose your, your belly fat because uh, it's not true. So, yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, my, my target number, really. And when was it that you, you that you put everything out online? What year was it that you started that and... Yeah, so it's only ever been online, really. Um, and yeah, it went, I started to, the, the website and the design's gone through a couple of iterations now, um, and so have the products. But yeah, it kind of all went online in about 2018. So I started um, with the website and with the blog, essentially. So sharing information, strategies and tips and things like that. Then I had a, I've got an email newsletter that goes out once a week as well um, with, you know, um, tips and information and videos and then it kind of evolved from that really the podcast started my podcast started about a year and a half ago and then like I said to you before we started recording you know I started to put a lot of emphasis onto the YouTube channel now and, and give away a lot of free workouts um, so yeah it's, it's always been online and that is my intention really to, to keep it online um, because like I said you know I can I can achieve my objective really by doing it that way. That's to hit. I thought, Darren, before asking you that question, that you'd started it a little while longer. That it, you know, that you'd launched everything online with regards to the website, the Facebook. Well, and even the podcast had been running that, that a little bit longer than that because you've already put so much work into it. Your website is up and running, it looks amazing, and you're offering a lot on there. There's lots of resources. Um, so yeah, it was just something that I assumed you'd been doing for a, a lot longer. So congratulations on, you know, launching your website and everything that you have already achieved and succeeded in doing. Um, you can, yeah, no, thank you. Year, really. I, I would like to say though, that's, it's not all been my, 
you know more i have i have i do have people that help me particularly as we were saying with the podcast um and with you know um you know with with some content and managing the website and things like that so it's not all just 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 me um i like to focus mainly on on the 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 kind of fitness um plans and information really yeah yeah and that's with with noting as well but you know nonetheless it's still it's still a lot of work and i i can appreciate how much work goes into into how much you're you're currently doing and how much you're trying to help others and you know the time that that requires um so if you could just explain if someone was listening now and they were looking to get involved what can they get out of fitter healthier dad online well it it depends on what level they're at really um so the the first place that i would say to people if you are either coming to to this from having not exercised before or you know after having a family focusing on your career have hit that magic number of 40 and decided that you're not happy with the way that you are in terms of your fitness and your health then i would suggest that you know you you try my five-day food and fitness challenge and that really that's that's a free challenge that you you sign up to and for every day for five days you get an email from me with a link to a page on our website which gives you your food challenge for the day and your workout for the day and the the sole objective really of that is to really just to demonstrate to people how simple and straightforward it can be when you've got the right information and really that's just a a kind of insight into the whole 9010 transformation programs that I've developed um but you know I'm running a live one next week actually um where I'm in the Facebook group every day to kind of coach people people through it and we we get some crazy results you know we've we had a guy last time I run it at the, uh, the beginning of October who lost 5 kilos now I want to caveat that with you know the people that lose large amounts of weight probably have large amounts of weight to lose in in relation to where their ideal you know body weight um is naturally for their for their own bodies but that's a huge amount of weight just to by doing five workouts and making five changes to your diet in a week you know and so that's really where i'd advocate people to start you can obviously read articles um on the blog um that i've got there i've got tons and tons of articles you know things around time management because this is the other thing you know it's not just about fitness and nutrition it's about time management because as parents we struggle for time you know you can listen to all these gurus and say we've all got the same 24 hours in the day when you tell that to a dad who's stressed out because he's late home from work and the kids are kicking off and all the rest of it you know the last thing that they're going to want about worry about is eating healthily and then you know doing a workout but what i try to i try to frame it all around the family so the way that I've always approached my training is that family comes first and the career comes first and the training fits in and around it. Now, I've managed to do that, you know, even training for an Ironman. And I'm no hero. I'm no Superman. So I really, really want to emphasize this fact to people that, you know, you can do it but, and you don't have to have all of the gear. You don't have to have a gym membership. You can do it anywhere. And, you know, I've just started to record a series of a seven minute workout. So people can do a workout in seven minutes and you can be seriously, seriously sweating and out of breath in just seven minutes. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's just some of the resources we've got. And like I said, um, for people that don't get involved in the five day challenge, you go over to the YouTube channel, have a look at the content I've got on the YouTube channel. It's, a, it's of a similar 
um, you know, similar lot of information in terms of time management, um, food, nutrition, workouts, um, and just general advice as well. Um, and, and trying to dispel these myths in the, that exist in this industry. There's so many things that I could go on to ask following <laughs> from, from that. Um, so there's so many, th- there are so many questions I'm going to ask you. So hopefully I'll, okay. I'll remember to ask them all. So I've got so many coming into my head now. I mean, I'll back up a little bit because we'll go back to, to where this all started. And that was your yeah. own fitness and your own journey to, to being fitter and healthier. Yeah. Um, and you did lose a considerable amount of weight and obviously yeah. completed in that um, charity triathlon. Um, mm-hmm. And then like you've just mentioned, went on to do an Ironman. Now, with regards to your journey on fitness, what would you say was the biggest and toughest lesson that you learned along that way? Because that can't have been a an overnight process for number one and not always easy yeah well yeah you're right I, I there there are a lot of lessons I think the number one lesson that I would um say that I've learned and that is patience um you know we live in this and I use this analogy quite a lot actually we live in this Amazon economy and what I mean is that you click now and you want a result in 24 hours so, you know, and with with health, nutrition and fitness, yes, you can get results in a short space of time, but to get it consistently and sustainably, it does take time. So patience is very, very um, important, you know, particularly around fitness. You know, if you're starting fitness and you haven't done fitness for a while, you haven't ever done it, you have to take, you have to go into this gently because if you don't, you get injured. And if you get injured, you get set back and you have it has a load of mental complications as well so i would definitely say you know that is big my my biggest lesson is patience um just understand it's a process you know you need to follow that process you need to stay consistent as well um and if you do you the results will come without any question mm-hmm. okay that, that that's actually a really good um, pointer for people to take away is patience I think I often use that as well as having the patience yeah um, as you say you know we can't click it and have it within 24 hours it's something that we need to to yeah to wait for and, and also to do things sustainably and consistently and I can speak from someone who at a young age then I lost three and a half stone yeah. when I was 15 um, so very young to have to go through that but that was one thing that I knew to to do um was to do it in a way that it would be sustainable because I'd seen other people lose weight and put it back on. So, um, yeah, that's one really great lesson and and a tip and pointer to to remind people of. Um, With regards to the Ironman, Mm. what made you want to do that full Ironman distance? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's it's a funny thing. So um, I never, ever intended to do an Ironman. I'd never had that in my mind ever at any point. But I had this this scenario when I finished my first triathlon. The overwhelming, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was, you know, the serotonin, the endorphins kicking off and all the rest of it. But the scent, the exhilaration that I got when I crossed the finish line was something that I'd never, ever experienced before in my life. And it sounds a bit cliche and all the rest of it, but it seriously wasn't. And it really just, I literally, within 24 hours, I booked my next triathlon. And I I was essentially hooked. Um, 
And so I did another couple of years. I did at triathlon level and stepping up to the Olympic distance, which is, which is basically um, a, a fifteen hundred meter swim, a forty k cycle, and then a ten k run. And that, so I did a few years at that. And then I thought, well, it's it's kind of again, it's like this process that you go through. It's like, well, I've done that. So if I, I could really now do a half Ironman, so then. I booked my first half Ironman in Italy. I think that was in 2016. Uh, did that, completed that. I was like, right, okay, well, I've done that. So really, I've only got to do this and I can do a full distance. But what I realized very quickly is that there's a massive difference between a half Ironman and a full Ironman in terms of not not just the events, but the actual training itself. Um but I'm one of these people that if I say that I'm going to do something and I commit to it, that's it. There's no going back. You know, there's, there's no, I won't give up until I've achieved it. And so, yeah, it was, it was just that really, it was just, um, well, I've set out myself, you know, I've tasked myself with, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I never thought I'd be able to do just a, a standard sprint triathlon. So it's just a mindset game. It becomes, it definitely becomes a mindset game. It definitely becomes a game. And I don't know if it's a male thing. You kind of get a little bit obsessed with the numbers. You know, if you run a, I don't know, if you run a, a 20 minute 5k, amazing. Can I eat another 30 seconds off? What can I do to eat that 30 seconds off? Um, and it, yeah, it, it becomes, it becomes a bit of a game. Um, so yeah, so that that's why I decided to do the first one, and then <laughs> then now I've set myself the task of of qualifying for the world champs. So um, yeah, just to step it up again. Wow, um, yeah, because I've always asked I've asked this to other guests. You know, do they do they ask themselves why? Like, why are they going after that goal? Because yeah. I was saying today to a friend, if you if you question why you're doing something next time then like for you then Darren or anyone listening ask yourself why like repeatedly until you get the real answer because I found if I'm driving like if I'm working towards a goal and I tell myself you know that the reason I'm doing this is because xyz I know that's not the real reason so I ask myself again but why am I doing it because of that why 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 there's um a theory the seven levels deep of why by dean graciosi yeah yep. and if you ask yourself why seven times you'll have a very different reason to your first reason of why if that makes sense yeah a hundred percent and i totally agree with that and that is one of the things that i always mention i've mentioned this in in youtube videos and, and facebook videos and that is you really have to understand exactly what you've just said because you know, and it comes back to the motivation. A lot of people focus on the fact that they need motivation. Well, my view is that motivation will get you started, but it definitely won't keep you going. Um, And so unless you have a strong reason as to why you're doing something, you won't stay consistent at it. And to get results, you need to be consistent. So I think for me, coming back to, to my situation and the reason why you know I'm doing what I'm doing is because I've got a reason you know there's for me the 15 years that I went to the gym I didn't have a reason other than I just wanted to be fit and healthy because that's what you're supposed to do um but it was once I tuned into you know wanting to do a triathlon well why do I want to do that because I want to finish it well why do I want to finish it and like you say you know the seven seven levels of why really um 
yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, I'm a big advocate of trying to talk to our community about that. Um, and it sounds a little bit woo-woo and it sounds a little bit, can be a bit strange. But I, yeah, I totally agree. You you need to have that strong reason. And and I don't think in a, in a lot of ways, and this might come across quite selfish, actually, I don't think it's enough to say that you want to do it for your family. You know, well, why do you want to do it for your family? What's the, what benefits your family get of you being fitter and healthier you know and it's, it's kind of taking it down that road really to really drill into it yeah couldn't agree with you more there and I the, the words that were popping into my head as you were explaining it in your own words was um was passion and purpose like to me when I'm doing something or dri- you know driving towards a girl there's got to be a purpose to why I'm doing it or like, you know, there's got to be that really strong reason of why. Yeah. Um, and having that passion will get you up, get you going and mm. continue to to drive towards it rather than just being momentarily motivated. You've got to have that passion for it. You know, for when there's um, those tough days where you really just cannot be bothered, your passion's yeah. going to keep you, keep you showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I do a lot of visualization as well. So I did a, a Facebook live one Sunday morning a few weeks ago it was six o'clock on a Sunday morning it was raining and I opened my back door and I did the live and I was like so this is what I mean about motivation you know I am absolutely completely unmotivated right now to go outside in that wet weather on a six o'clock on a Sunday morning to go and do a 20k run but I then play it forward in my mind to think, well, how am I going to feel for the rest of the day when I come back from that run? And the answer that I always come out with is I always feel 10 times better. And I hate the first two Ks that I run because I have to run up a flipping hill anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's really, a lot of it is psychological um, and really kind of tuning into that, that will massively help you. Yes, yes, definitely psychological. That's interesting that you say about the the visual visualizations. Um, in a way, I almost find it hard to believe that anyone could complete an Ironman without having um, the skill to visualize, because yeah. that is such an endurance event mm. that requires incredible resilience, grit, determination, and mental toughness to be able to complete that. How often are you visualizing with regards to any of your goals, be that being healthier, fitter, or what you're trying to achieve by helping others? All the time now, I'm much more aware of it now, but what I actually didn't realize is that I've been visualizing for loads of, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, At school, it is called daydreaming but um you know that yeah i i have i have done it quite a lot and i do but i do make a conscious point of it now so as an example when i did my first ironman for about eight months prior to me even doing the event i was visualized the whole event i would visualize you know particularly i was visualizing the run because i knew that i would be mentally fatigued and that's the thing like you've just said there the resilience and the mental fatigue the human body is amazing and that is an amazing thing and it can withstand extreme conditions and extreme um physical uh, you know things that you put it through but it and and that it's not your physical thing it's not the physical aspect that will fail you it will be your mind that fails you and so i was i there's a common thing in the ironman where people running the marathon don't actually run the full marathon they will run, walk, run, walk. And I made a decision from day one 
that I was never, ever going to walk any part of that marathon at all, no matter how bad it got. And I didn't. And it was there were times when it was super tough, super tough. But I would just um, coax myself on by congratulating myself. I congratulate, you know, congratulate myself every run, every sorry, every kilometer. You know, I'd have a little round of applause in my head. And this sounds for people listening who have perhaps not done the endurance event. This might sound like this guy's a nutter. But I can assure you, you know, I'm not in the minority of people that do this on the endurance events. Um, and it and it and it worked. You know, I didn't run, I didn't walk one part of that marathon. I had never ever run a marathon in my life. Um, but I run the whole marathon. And the funny thing about the mind is that the minute I got to within the last 2K and the crowd started to come back onto the course because it was coming back into the town. The adrenaline rush that I got, even though I was absolutely finished, was incredible. And I think, I can't remember, but I think I, the last two Ks were pretty pretty quick in comparison with the, the previous seven or eight that I'd done. Um, just because of the adrenaline, the, the mind and everything else. So it's it's super, super important. And is that something that you you encourage when you're working with people through your website through the um fitter healthier dad is that something that you try and encourage you know alongside the fitness and the nutrition visualization yeah i do i definitely do um because we are very good at um throwing the towel in mentally when you know life throws curveballs at us um and I do say to a lot of the guys, the client, the direct one-to-one clients that I work with now, that you know you just have to stop, reflect, and and realise that whatever life has just thrown at you is not the end, and so you need to adapt. And I, I like to use the word adapt quite a lot. Um, and it's just just stopping, reflecting, thinking, and adapting. You know, around where you're at and what you can then do. So uh, to give you an example, if you have in your calendar, you know, it's Wednesday night, it's six o'clock and that's when you're going to do your training. But then you're late at work or even when you get home from work, there's an issue in the family, kids are kicking off it and you can't do your workout. Then you have to just stop and reflect and and, and think, well, when am I going to do it? I can just move it to tomorrow or I can move it to the weekend or the rest of it. So it's just thinking about that in your mind um, and just planning it out instead of doing the classic thing that most of us do and that's like, well, that's out the window then. That's the workout finished. I can't go out for a run. No, just adapt. Um, and we can all do it if we really, really want to. And that just hinges back to having a strong enough reason why you're doing it in the first place. And that important word that you just used there is adapt, you know, and, and switching yeah. things up. And, you know, I think there's been no other year like this year where mm. we have had to adapt to to a new normal and, you know, facing, I mean, there's been so many changes that we have had to, to, to undergo this year and to contend with. What would you say has been your mantra to yourself and then to other, other people that you're helping with regards to managing change and having to adapt lifestyle and or goals? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a really good one. I think that, you know, like, as you've said, this year is, is unprecedented and, but it is only a year. Um, and that might sound, you know, 
a little bit dismissive, but it is only a year out of your life. And again, you know, it just comes back to, okay, so you might not have been able to, to, you know, to go on a holiday that you had planned or do an event that you wanted to take part in that you've been training for for ages. So um, what can you do to make, and, and this is key, is to make the best of this situation. Um, how can you maximize from this situation? How can you take advantage of this situation? Um, you know, for example, working from home right now, so many people are working from home and all right, so you might you might work in a city and you might have have a gym membership in the city, but you're working from home, so you're com- you're not commuting anymore. So you can use that time to to pay attention to either your n- nutrition or, or to your fitness. So it's it's taking advantage. There's always, um, no matter what happens in life, and this even goes to to, to negative things that happen. Obviously, this is you know COVID's a, a negative thing, but how can you adapt from that? So, so an- another thing is. Okay, so COVID's happened. How can I? How what can I do to mitigate against COVID? Now, people listen to this. Well, you can't mitigate against COVID. You know, if you get it, you get it. Well, no, you can by having the right diet, having the right nutrition, making sure your immune system is in check, will minimise the risk of you getting it. It's not not going to stop it. So it's about maximising every and any situation. Um, for, for me, I was supposed to be on the start line for Ironman Kona, the world champs in October, the beginning of October. That hasn't happened. So for, my, for me, I took that as an opportunity to improve my cycling. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I would say. I love that answer. I, I love everything about that because I can relate so much to it. Um, forever trying to um, take advantage of more time. And I was saying to a friend, you know, when they had something postponed, I said, you know, this this gives you even more time to train, mm. even more time to visualize and even have extra time right now to have downtime. So, yes, yeah. taking advantage. I love that. I think many people will, um, will enjoy hearing that and just, be, you know, it's a reminder for us all, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, so with regards to Ironman Kona and championships, when will that be taking place now? Will that be just deferred until next October? Yeah, well, there is um, apparently there was going to be one. They were going to do two next year, one in February and one in October. Um, but I'm still just going to aim for the one in October, um, to be honest. And I'm already, well, next week while I start my 2021 training program. So um yeah, I think it's, it, yeah, I mean, I, I've done as much as I could possibly do to improve. Um, and I just think that I've just been given this massive wedge of time to actually go even further. So, yeah, it will be next October, providing I qualify. <laughs> so, uh, so let's just, for, for, for me and for listeners now, because we might not know this. So you qualified for this year for Kona and that massive congratulations because that's such that must be such a proud and pinnacle moment for you as a, as a triathlete in your career. What, with regards to next year, so you still have to qualify again. It's not, this is not something that you can just defer to. No, absolutely. No, I I have to do, I have to do an event uh, next year and, you know, I have to get within a certain time in order to get a slot um, to actually go forward for the ballot to, to um, get given a place in Kona. Right. Okay. I just, I don't know why I thought those who were supposed to be starting this October would have been able to, to fear a place. 
to next year yeah no i think it's um yeah it is yeah the, the the kind of it's all been reset and then we i would just um do ironman switzerland uh in july next year that's the the first event that i've got booked providing it goes ahead obviously yeah okay okay yeah and that's the thing is we've got to be flexible and adapting so that's yeah. um oh well good luck for all of that because thank you it's brilliant um so with regards to moving everything online and yeah. having this idea i mean again you're only two years into this so how many triathlons and events had you done prior to setting up this as as a business or as a an outlet to help others yeah i think i've done i have to count on my medals but triathlons in total i've done in excess of 50 uh now um it it was getting to a point where i was doing like 10 events a year um and i had to tail it back to be honest because it was getting uh, a little bit too excessive um to, to, to balance with with the family um but yeah i mean prior to setting up fit to healthier dad i'd already um i'd done i think i'd done at that point i'd done five or six half Ironmans. I've done a full Ironman. Um, and then since setting up Fit to Healthy Dad, I've continued with the half Ironmans and the full uh, one full Ironman. So, um, yeah, I've done, I've done uh, quite a lot of events. That is that is a lot in fairness, considering the number of years and because of how busy you will have been yeah. these last two years. What what do you think, have you ever stopped and asked yourself, Darren, What is what makes you so driven in number one the triathlon world and then number two helping others oh that's a good question i think in in the triathlon world it's just it's because it's had such a positive impact on my life like genuinely has just really transformed my life and again it sounds a bit elaborate and a bit cliche but it generally has i mean i've I'm fitter, healthier, way more active than I ever used to be. I don't get tired, you know, and it's, and and when things like that happen to you, you don't want to let that go. It's almost like, I don't know, you know, you kind of been given almost like this gift really. And, and that's part of the reason what drives me on to want to help other people because I've, you know, I'm like I said, you know, I'm no Superman. I'm no kind of this this extraordinary person. I'm just a, a dad, really, who you know has, has got fit. And when I see others around there, and and the other thing really is the misinformation that's given out that really irritates the hell out of me, because you see all these people trying all of these new diets and these new fitness regimes and buying all this new gear and everything else and you don't need any of that if you really are serious about either dropping weight getting fitter and just transforming your health and and it and the health element of it as well so one of the one of the areas that i'm i guess obsessed about again is is type 2 diabetes we have a massive problem globally not just in the uk you know the nhs are spending 16 billion pounds a year on type 2 diabetes and type 2 diabetes is diet related it can be reversed and you know when you when you see that the the the, 
the food that's being produced and the marketing that's been done around food and you know that's just a one-way ticket to to you becoming diabetic that's another big driver for me to 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 show people that you know you don't have to accept this you don't have to go down this route and it's just yeah that i mean that's you know the positive impact on my life and just really i genuinely want to make a difference you know it's it's almost like it's socially acceptable well it is socially acceptable that when you get to the age of 40 that's it you are on the decline and actually no it's not you know you actually can reverse it and go back the other way um and actually become fit you know there's 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 um guys that are in their 40s nearly 50s that have a metabolic age of a, of a 20 year old so it just goes to show you and goes to prove that you know, once you have the right information and it's not rocket science, you know, you can actually live a healthier, happier, more active life than when you were younger. So that's what really, really drives me on. And, you know, I get a lot of um, negative comments and I get a lot of uh, people kind of disbelieving almost that it actually can be as simple as this. And I won't give up. I'll carry on trying to put my message out because I know you know, I'm living proof that it happens and it can happen. And so, you know, if I can affect one person or I can affect more than a million, that's what I'll do. What do you do when you're getting negative talk and disbelief? As much as we can push it away, you know, at the, you know, most parts we can push it away. How do you manage that on days where it's harder to ignore it? Yeah, look, I will be honest, you know, you're human with human emotions. It does affect you because I know that I'm only there to do it for the good, for the good and help of people. But there's so much skepticism in, you know, society now. Um, And but I do stop, break it down and realize, you know, that that the people that are saying these comments or, or disbelieving, that's that's their issue that's not my issue that's nothing that I can do or say I can just continually carry on putting my putting my message out you know because I it's it's factual you know it's backed up by proof with with me and others that have done it um and the positive impacts it's had so it's not like I'm some kind of snake oil skin salesman um touting the latest kind of fitness thing it's not it's just basic science and fundamentals really um but yeah i mean it, i yeah it, it is tough and you have to talk about it you know you have to talk about it to people and just and and laugh it off you know i've had i laugh about it now but i was trolled in the summer about when i put some facebook lives out about the shape of my nose <laughs> i know my nose is all bent and buckled and all the rest of it and i don't have a problem with that but other people clearly do so it's just hilarious it's really sad when you see like negative with regards to social media. I just yeah. just don't understand why people have got the time to comment mm. a negative comment. You do because I think that's the best way that we can we can also um, na- navigate it and also deal and cope with it is remembering that if that person's got the time in their day to mm. negative comment or to troll like they've done with you darren in the summer then that does say a lot more about their lifestyle and what they're you know what they're managing to achieve or do or use their time yeah Uh, so yeah i suppose remembering that as well it's it's quite sad that people are like that yeah it is but hey with that society unfortunately 
Yeah. Has there ever been a point during this process now, more more so the last two years, where you've set this mission, this massive mission of yours, that you've perhaps doubted yourself or you question your why or your purpose? Yeah, that that's that's interesting that you say that because whilst whilst I will have, like everybody does, you have like down days. Uh, and things like that, and we all have doubts. It's it's never my ultimate <clears throat> kind of objective has never wavered really, um, and you know to 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 hit that number. Um, and I will, you know, I've invested a a ridiculous amount of time, effort, money into this business, um, and you know, if I was standing on Dragon's Den for argument's sake. They might tell me to shut it down and 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 you're crazy, but it I have a it's not the money you know it's not that's not what's driving it. The driving is helping people, and the driving is kind of sharing this knowledge and information that I've learned so that they can you know improve their lives. And and one thing that I do want to say as well is that this doesn't just have an impact on you personally. It, this has an impact on on your family like unconsciously. So for example, like my two children, people listening to this might think that I'm a pushy parent. I push them into doing triathlon and all the rest of it. I don't. They see they see me doing what I'm doing and then they ask questions and I answer the questions and then they just naturally want to get involved. So <clears throat> I get a lot of parents asking me, well, how do you manage to get your kids to do this? And I say, yeah, I don't. Kids don't learn by you telling them what to do. Kids learn by example. So if you want your kids to do X activity or X sport, you have to do it. You have to show them the way in order for them to do it. And I think that's the other area that we've not talked about that really drives me on. And and at some point, and I don't know when, I would like to be going into schools and talking to to children about exercise and about nutrition and and how that impacts their overall life. Because I think that's a massive area which is hugely overlooked and you know, the only way that we are going to change society is through children. They will be the catalyst for the change um, because of their knowledge and them learning and 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 um, taking this through into their adult lives. So that's a bit long-winded answer, but yeah, <laughs> that's the reason no, really. That's a great answer. And I love that um, you hit that on, you know, at the end there, we're saying your, you know, what you'd like to do is actually show this and be able to deliver this message to younger children as they that they they are our future um and it's so important i think as well because of the the rise in mental health conditions um it's more important than ever the you know the importance of delivering a message of how how beneficial the power of movement and exercise is to manage health have yeah. you have you found um a difference within yourself within your own mental health and well-being since since exercising is there ever you know did you ever struggle prior to adopting this healthier lifestyle um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say um i guess mental health i was hugely stressed a lot of the time um and yeah i would really have a lot of bouts of kind of um yeah feeling down and things like that um but i wouldn't necessarily say it went so far as kind of you know i i think mental health is quite a broad term but yeah i i think um no it, but i yeah it, 
I mean, I was in an extremely stressful job at the time. Um, and obviously, Vitale, your dad, is quite stressful. But I feel like now I'm able to process and deal with challenges that come up in a much more measured manner. Um, look, I, I'm human. I still have my kind of, well, it all kind of all hell breaks loose and all the rest of it. You know, that's just natural. It's human emotions. We all have that. But I, th- I would say I'm, I'm much more kind of leveled now, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Um, I definitely find that through exercise and, and meditation, um, you know, being a bit more level and being able to respond in, in a different manner as well. I think for, for me, I think podcasting has taught me a lot about myself and, and being vulnerable and open online has taught me a lot and grown me into probably a different person. Now, for you, being public online via Facebook, via your website and also then podcasting, what do you think it has enabled you to to grow into? Ah, uh, that's a yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think what it's it, it's it's enabled me to just get an even bigger appetite to um, learn and share more, um, rather than just accepting what we're told, really, um, in society. And it's just made me hungrier, I guess. Um, to be able to find out more, to to do to do more research, to learn more things about life in general, actually, um, not just fitness and nutrition, but you know, a whole other elements of, like sleep, like breath, um, meditation, and everything else. It's expanded. I think it's expanded my mind more than anything. Yes, that's that's interesting. You say that. I think we. I know we've spoken about this earlier prior to recording, but we are in a fortunate position where we get to speak to so many different um, different people with different viewpoints, and and also, you know, from each of those conversations, we will learn something new. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the best thing that being a podcast host has brought to you? Oh wow! Um, it just speaking to so many fascinating people. Um, just in the last couple of weeks, you know, I had um, Professor Tim Spector, who just been given an OBE for his um, participation in the COVID uh, test and trace app. You know, and speaking to him about nutrition and and um, you know fitness and and stuff like that but it's it's it, it almost what podcasting does is it it almost levels the playing field in so much as you're able to get access to people that you perhaps wouldn't ever come into contact with only other on you know social media platforms um and to talk to different personalities and to get different viewpoints and um you know, you might not always agree with all these viewpoints, but it gives you a more of a well, better rounded view view on, on topics and, and situations. Yes, couldn't agree with you more on that. Were, were you ever fearful of hosting? Have you ever been, you know, have you ever been scared of asking certain questions? I think... Um, yeah, I think in in the beginning I was fearful. I think you're always fearful of people's opinion, and I, you know, I've 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 got ten times better right now. Whereas I don't really 
care what people's and I don't mean this to sound arrogant because it's not it's not meant in that way you know I don't really care what people's opinions are because that's their opinion and people are entitled to their opinion you know so I just have kind of got into that mindset and and as long as I think as long as you're whatever you're doing whether it's podcasting or whether it's interviewing or anything as long as you're coming from a place of you know wanting to be sharing the knowledge you know getting information out there and all the rest of it other rather than you know a hidden agenda in so much as you want to get so many likes or you want to get this that and the other whatever it is um i think as long as you're authentic to yourself then i don't think you have got anything to worry about but yeah i mean we you know we we spoke about um before we started recording about you know, people being concerned about ums and ahs in podcasts and all the rest of it. And I think it's very important to me that you are authentic. You know, you, you are using your your integrity to, to come from a place in order to, to kind of share your information. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, you know, if you go back to my first podcast, it's probably not as, I guess, fluid as, as I am now. Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, and and there is always this 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 kind of feeling that you get in the pit of your your stomach that you're nervous and stuff like that. But I think that's a good thing, you know. It shows that you care and you're passionate about whatever you're doing. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think I've been scared, but I probably wasn't as polished. Well, I'm probably not as still polished now, but yeah. Love that. And for you, what would you tell your younger self? So before your health journey, before your fitness journey and everything that you've done online, what would you love to tell your younger self? Oh, I would love to tell my younger self to go out there and take risks. I genuinely, I'm not going to say wish, but, you know, I want my kids to, when they finish school, I want them to go out there and to find their their own way. I don't want them to go out there and just fit into society and go and get a job because the challenge with that is that once you're in that and you're dependent on that job and then you start to get commitments, you start to get in relationships and have commitments and financial commitments and everything else, you limit yourself as to what you go, you necessarily go out there and do in the world. And the, you know the world's a, a huge place full of opportunity and so I would say go out there and take risks not stupid uncalculated risks but you know if you feel like I don't know you want to travel the world or you want to go and work in a certain job in a certain place in the world go and do it and if it doesn't work out so what you know and so that's what I would say to my to my younger self and if there's one piece of advice that you'd love to give everyone listening today with starting a healthier and a fitter lifestyle, um, what would you say? I would say, kind of comes back to what we said before, and that is really understand why you want to do it. Don't just do it because you're listening to this podcast or because society says that's what you should do. You should do it because it sits well with you. Um, because then that's when it, you really notice the difference and you get the change. So, 
yeah, really understand it. I'm, t- I'm trying to stop short of saying your why, but it's really coming from a place of the reason why you want, you need to understand the reason why you're doing it in the first place. And like I said before, it sounds a bit big. It might sound a bit woo woo, but I can guarantee you if you take the time to work that out, you will get whatever result you want to get. And that's not just in health and fitness, that's in life in general. Love that. I love that, that it came full circle back to find finding your why, because that is something I always come back to myself. So again, I just can't agree with you more on that. Um, awesome. Tell us, and Darren, if there was a quote that you had to live by or that you wish for your children to live by, what would that be? Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Immediately when you said that, I came up with another quote, which is, I think it's from Socrates, and that is, all disease starts in the gut. But I'm not going to say that because <laughs> that's very specific. Um, I think um, what would I like the kids to live? Yeah, I think it, it, it you know, you. I think you're only life only limits you as much as your as as much as you your kind of thoughts do so if you expand your mind and you expand your thoughts and don't just you know sit in this kind of framework and structure society puts you in if you step outside of that whilst it might be uncomfortable you can achieve whatever you want to achieve and then you can have an extraordinary life and that doesn't necessarily mean this this social constraint it can mean whatever it means to you and so yeah i that's not really a quote but that's kind of what i what i would say as you were explaining that i was thinking of one of one of my favorite ones and it was dream believe achieve yeah because you know i think you can dream of something so long as you believe it visualize it and yeah. you put your mind to it and you you know like you were saying don't put you know don't limit your beliefs as to what you can achieve you can achieve it yeah absolutely Uh, well Darren thank you so much for your time today it's been great to catch up and hear more about what you've been doing um could you just let everyone know where they can go to connect with you find you online yeah absolutely so um social media uh channels so instagram fitter healthier dad same on facebook uh, and same on the youtube channel uh and then you can go to my podcast the fitter healthier dad podcast and obviously our website fitterhealthyerdad.com download your five-day challenge if you do download it send me a message tell me how you got on i really generally want to know from everybody and anybody who download it and actually do it and get some results from it because it that absolutely lights me up so yeah and then obviously we've got our paid transformation programs that people can um get involved in if they if they really like the five-day challenge Perfect. And what we'll do then, Darren, we'll pop some links in the show notes so people can go straight there then. That's no problem. Awesome. Um, Thank you. And we will speak soon. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you guys so much for joining today and listening to Not Another Runner podcast. Please tell your friends and family who you think would enjoy the content I'll be sharing. Don't forget you can get in touch with me over on Instagram via Not Another Runner. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast, any suggestions on guests or topics. This is greatly appreciated. Send me your questions through as well if you want and use the hashtag why I run to be featured. And hey, if you can hit subscribe to the podcast, this will really help me to be able to give you more. 
Thank you again and remember when you get up and exercise or go for a run, you never regret going, but you always regret not going. Have a great week guys and speak soon.